folks, welcome to episode 137 of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray. We've got a bit of a short of episode this week. Uh, we'll do the usual roundup of vulnerability fixes, plus I've got a job opening that I want to cover, and uh, that'll be about it. But next week, I do want to have a discussion around the complications of handling security updates for our long-term support of releases as they start to get a bit long in the tooth. So that will be an interesting one to look for next week. Uh, but until then, uh, let's dive straight into this week in updates. Up first, we had an update for Firefox. This was six different CVEs that were being fixed in Firefox going all the way back to uh, Ubuntu 18.04 long-term support, uh, 20.04 long-term support, 21.04 and 21.10. Uh, this updates Firefox to the latest upstream release, 94.0 in these releases. The usual mix of vulnerabilities that we see in things that deal with web content, that's kind of things like you know people could conduct uh, remote code execution attacks against you, you know, that kind of thing, uh, if you visit their uh, malicious websites. But uh, one that I did see there that was a bit more interesting was around uh, the handling of the copy image link uh, menu item that you get. If you right click on an image in Firefox, it pops up a menu and one of the menu items there is copy image link. That allows you to copy a link to that image that you then may want to use or share somewhere else. Uh, and so what would happen is if, if there were lots of different redirects that were involved in getting that image, the page could set up a, a security policy that blocked one of those redirects. And so then the you know, URL that would be copied would be one that might say contain an authentication token you know, in one of those redirects. And then if you were tricked obviously into pasting that uh, image URL somewhere else, someone could then steal your authentication token as a result. So that was a bit of a different one uh, to see there. Uh, there was also an update for Thunderbird, and now as Thunderbird is based on Firefox, a lot of these vulnerabilities are quite similar. Again, these are all usually sort of web framework type things, and this updates Thunderbird to the latest upstream release, 91.2.1, and that is for the Ubuntu release 21.10, the Imbish Indri. That's our, our current uh, standard support release. After that was an update for ICU. This is a library for handling Unicode. This is for our Ubuntu releases 18.04 long-term support, 16.04 ESM and 14.04 ESM. Uh, this was a use after free that could be triggered uh, if you were calling its packaging functions on malicious input. So the kind of thing that if you are, I guess, packaging up Unicode data to be used, uh, you could then trigger a crash and potential remote code execution with this vulnerability. An update for the Linux kernel was next, and so in fact, actually, we've got updates for the kernels in a fair few releases here. Up first was an update for the kernels in the Imbish Indri 5. and that's a 5.13 kernel, as well as uh, the Hashutipo, that's a 21.04 release, and that's a 5.11 kernel, which is used as the hardware enablement kernel back on Ubuntu 20.04 long-term support at the moment. In this case, it was a single vulnerability around uh, the handling of IPC memory objects within the kernel. They were not being properly accounted for, and particularly within the memory uh, control group subsystem. And that could then allow things within those control groups to bypass their limits on memory and cause a denial of service as a result. The kernel in uh, Ubuntu 14.04 Extended Security Maintenance was updated as well. Two different CVEs for that, and that is the 3.13 kernel. So we're still supporting a pretty old kernel there. Thanks to the kernel team for this one. Uh, and actually, thanks to the kernel team for doing all the work on all of these kernel CVEs. Uh, these were two different vulnerabilities that were courtesy of Jan Horn from Google Project Zero. I don't mean that he created them. I mean that he found them. Uh, these are in the TTY subsystem. Both of these were issues in handling of locks within the TTY subsystem that you could then get a possible use after free as a result. So the kind of thing you could cause a denial of service or privilege escalation through. And actually, I talked about this back in episode 106 for uh, some of the more uh, standard support kernels. 
We had an update for the kernel in Ubuntu 18.04 long-term support as well. That is a 4.15 kernel, and it's used as well as the hardware enablement kernel on Ubuntu 16.04 extended security maintenance, as well as 14.04 extended security maintenance on Azure. In this case, uh, nine different CVEs were rolled into this, and I've talked about a bunch of these in previous episodes, so it included things like that um, memory IPC uh, the IPC memory object leak that I was talking about earlier, as well as yeah, a bunch of other fixes that we talked about back in previous episodes. Similarly, the kernel in 2004 long-term support, which is the 5.4 based kernel, again, used as the hardware enablement kernel for 1804 long-term support that had 10 different CVEs fixed in it as well. Uh, and lastly, we had an update for Docker. So uh, one CVE here was fixed for Docker in Ubuntu releases 18.04 long-term support, 20.04 long-term support, 21.04 and 21.10. In this case, it was a vulnerability in the handling of private uh, registries. So if you were you know, using Docker login to log into a private registry, but you had also configured uh, the cred store and creds helper uh, options within your Docker config, uh, and those uh, items were not able to be executed. So traditionally, uh, you specify the path of a binary there that, that it can execute uh, to you know, help it get the credentials. Then the credentials may be sent to the public Docker registry instead, instead of that private one that you were trying to log into. So it's the kind of thing that I guess, yeah, if you are using a private Docker registry, you could have been hit by this, but yeah, you had to have a special setup where you had configured those extra parameters, but they were essentially invalid. Now, the, uh, because I say these things need to be executable, so perhaps you didn't have the execute bit set or they weren't in your path, something like that. So you're unlikely to probably hit people in real world deployments, but you're one to be aware of, particularly if you are using your own um, private uh, Docker registry, but that has now been fixed. All right. Uh, so that's it for the week in security updates. The other thing that I wanted to mention this week again is that we are still hiring. We have an open position for a security product manager. I've got details of the role in the show notes plus a link to the uh, job description, the application if you want to check that out and apply. But yeah, we would love to have you as part of our team. Uh, Canonical is uh, kind of growing at the moment. We're hiring for a lot of different roles. So yeah, I urge you to check out uh, canonical.com slash careers and see all the various job openings there. You know, Even if it's not in security, there may be something that piques your interest. We would love to have you join our team. All right, uh, that takes us to the end of this week's episode. As I said, a bit of a shorter one this week, but I think we'll have probably a bit of a beefier episode next week. Uh, in the meantime, though, if you want to get in contact with the team, as always, you can reach us at securityubuntu.com. We also hang out in the Ubuntu-security channel on libero.chat. Uh, there's also a security section on discourse.ubuntu.com if you're part of that community. And finally, we are on Twitter at Ubuntu underscore sec as well. So thanks everyone for listening again for this week. I'll be back again with you next week. But until then, remember, keep calm because we've got your back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.